E3 was last week and we played, I don't know, like 10 video games maybe. So today we're going to talk all about everything we played at E3. Join us on this week's episode of Dude Soup. Only 10, huh? I mean, that's all I have listed. Hopefully we did play more than 10. But there wasn't that much stuff playable, honestly. There's stuff on the floor. It's true though. Like the, apparently... You, you had to travel around. Like, there were Fallen Order demos, but those were EA Play. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and I we did not do EA Play, which is I also heard some weird secrets that we can talk about later <gasps> that I am astounded by. Actually, I got a phone call secrets. last night at, like, 10, mm-hmm. and I got a follow-up text messages text message that says, <clears throat> Hey, Alana, it's name. I have a couple of things your team might be interested in reporting on. Needless to say, you never got it from me. I'm like... Yeah. You call me at 9 p.m. to give me a leak? Yeah. What's this leak going to be? <laughs> and then you read the last part, you go, talk to you later, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> reminds me. Um, so I saw a fabulous uh, Twitter video where somebody just did an ASMR redub of a, a Housewives of Beverly Hills clip. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And Stephanie came up with the idea that we should do ASMR redubs of game trailers, and I agree entirely. The Rage one would be really good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Explosions. <laughs> Uh, this podcast, podcast is brought to you by Quip, Squarespace, and Upstart. I'm Alana, that's Lawrence, and that's Adam. Yo, what's up? Hey. Wow, is that your new intro? Bad boy Adam Kovic. I was, Yo, what's up, he says. I, I mean, hi, howdy, y'all. There it is. How are y'all doing? That's that classic Adam we know and love. Would you like to talk about some swell video games? I sure would oh, like to gee. as well. Or do you want uh, bad boy? <laughs> this is the G-rated <laughs> video up? game podcast. Yeah. Sometimes I don't brush my teeth at night. I do. I do. I, it's gross. You couldn't you even don't. maintain the sometimes line. Sometimes I legit do not, though. Mm. Once a day at least. Usually two, but sometimes not. There was a time when we were children where we thought, man, it's so cool that I didn't, like, bathe today. And you reach a certain age, you're like, no, not cool. Like, you know, you got to take those vitamins. I'll be honest. Sometimes on a Saturday, I'm hanging out, playing video games. I won't shower. Like, but if you're just if inside not and the not house, moving... I won't shower. And it's climate controlled. What's the problem? Even then I feel bad about it. And I'll like have the thought and I'll be like, I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to do I, it. I know you're, you get scuzzy no matter what. You Gotta just, say yeah. you sort of collectively just no yeah, matter what. You get oils and cells. And I, I found if you force yourself to go to the gym, then it's like, well, then you have mm. to take a shower. That is true. You should. So like there are like rest days where you don't. And then it's like, well, I'm, on the flip side, there were people who lived in, you know, the wild west of America and didn't bathe for eight months. So... There's a, it, I think if you miss a day, it's okay. So you, I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying sometimes I do it. You have to incentivize yourself. When I was when I was a teenager and I figured out how to masturbate, uh, I did it in the shower because it's just you know mm-hmm. convenient. But that led to me showering a whole lot more. It's actually a little and harder to masturbate as a up. woman in a shower. I can see that. You got to throw a man. leg up on the soap holder. Well, absolutely. Yeah, hold the fo- well, well, phones are I waterproof mean, now, so I actually mostly sit in the shower. But uh, it it's because like on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, I mostly will sit down while I shower. Oh, you don't I get dizzy if I stand. Oh, oh okay. So I, will I mean, just sit. you know, they tell people to wear like sandals and stuff in the gym because you get athlete's oh. foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got athlete's okay, foot. Okay, but from I, a YMCA. I'm also, my apartment is very clean because I have asthma so bad. This is a long list of things. It's like, here's what's wrong with me. So we're talking about E3, huh? <laughs> I know that. So anyway, it's hard for women yeah. to masturbate in the shower. Uh, just throw a leg up on the soap holder. Sometimes you people have those, those shower heads. Dildos. Oh. Well, sometimes people have, have those shower heads that are yeah. that, uh, like super mm-hmm. intense and yeah. women can masturbate with those, but never. But that seems like it would also be bad because it's going to spray a lot of water up in you. Waterproof Sibian. I don't think it's meant to go in you, though. I know, but like if you're still rubbing it around. Yeah, it probably happened anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't have sex in a pool. That's how yeast infections happen. I have done that before. Should, I mean, it also doesn't even feel that good. Mm, no. The idea sounds great in the moment, 
and then it happens. You make it work. You know, you make it work, but then 50% of the party is going to be suffering for the next week. It and didn't fuck me up. Okay. But it also, like, wasn't really worth it. There's, always, there's like, a high chance of it, just because there's a lot of junk in there. Who I imagine E3? spas, it happens a lot. Anyway, we also cyberpunk, which is why we're all gathered here today. And if you're watching the video version, we've brought various cyberpunk Proof. things. I was told that with these cans that you should drain them because eventually they will leak. Ah. So like pinprick them and then let the from my it's like Fanta or some shit. Yeah, in. they have like letters on the bottom like S. So I think this one was Sprite, mm. and then they just covered it because they were like, oh, you can drink them. But I'm like, I'm not gonna drink. No, like, hell no, I'm never open. Yeah. So, but I guess we should pinprick them and then just yeah. Okay. Prick the bottom of it, let it drain out. I, mean, I just want the label. Yeah, the design is great. Exactly. Yeah. These awesome. are these are like cans you'll see in the game. So yeah. This there is, is a, a oh everything fell apart. That's why they were there. There's a bottomless lady in like a squatting position, so it really does imply that the liquid you're drinking came out of her. Oh, out of her butt? That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe. And this one is the chromantical. That's the one that you can add in the game. Oh, yeah. Mix it up. What's this? And it has that cool straw that goes through the square. Man, I'm into it. Anyway, that's a jacket. It's going to just Reversible. fall. And then flip it. How do I? There. There Thanks. you go. <laughs> you can actually wear it inside out. It is very cool. If you look at Lawrence's Instagram, He's been doing that a lot. Yeah, I got, I got like. I think that. Did you get one of the caps as at well? At least ten more. Uh, yeah, the, the. I think I'm gonna do like a photo shoot. Future visor. Yeah. Yeah, that makes I you look like. I think I'm gonna like, like a, legitimately go like full cyberpunk. You look like an accountant. Go to their office. Do it. Oh, well. Um, and then this little guy is from Outer Worlds, which uh, oh. we also saw gameplay of. So we'll I saw any desk. That was a Pokemon. Many uh, gamer on the street here checking in. Many mm -hmm. people in chat advise that you get a shower bench. Huh. you know that never occurred to me. Of course I could. Hmm. There are so many consumer products that I- That's what they I, do in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. there are so many consumer products that I never think that I could just get whenever I want that hmm. would make my life easier. Just like, well, this is how it is. It's also just that when you shave your legs, sitting on the ground is a lot easier than some women do it like standing or they dry shave and just, I don't want, I don't want any of that. That seems dangerous. I don't want hmm. any of that. But you know, and I do want <laughs> cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we saw 50 minute demo. I guess and we're, we're most likely, I think, I have a weird feeling that we're going to talk about Cyberpunk most of this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. I feel like that was the more... The other games maybe. I have listed are Outer Worlds, Battletoads, Link's okay. Awakening, Doom, which I really want to talk about, Fuck Final yeah. Fantasy VII, Halo okay. Reach on PC, and Gears 5 Escape. So okay. You, you had to play the remake? Yes. Oh! Quite good. Okay. Yes. I heard some people got into it. Quite good. Lucky sons of bitches. I just Cyberpunk, though. Up. <laughs> and they ushered um, you through May game. I play, please? <laughs> And they let me play. But Cyberpunk. Cool. Yeah, what, what uh, vague impressions. Let's stop, bro. What did you guys think? What did you take away from the demo? Well, this it seemed a little more, it seemed to dive a little more into the, the game mechanics. Mm -hmm. So the, all the broad strokes, I think, were hit in last year's demo. So that kind of gave you an idea of the scope of the game. This, I think, was much more detailed. It's like a little further into the game. Gave you an idea about the scope of the game's story, which I thought was interesting. And Keanu Reeves. Can, yeah, you got Keanu. Uh, you can go to Inside Gaming Daily to see our recap of, of that, but we'll, we'll talk about it here too in, in a different context. Um, what, what fascinated me more is seeing how variable the gameplay could be, because they, they intimated that in last year's demo, but didn't really show it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This year they did show it, at least in terms of the gameplay part of it. Um, so yeah, they, should, they kept clicking back and forth between a few character builds, of in a Deus Ex kind of way, like here's what you can do if you're a net runner. Here's what you can do if you're more combat focused. Yeah. Um, and there were some hints in some of the dialogue trees of like if you have this origin story or something like that, you can pick these dialogue options. I kind of wish they had showed that too, mm -hmm. because they keep. There were some pretty serious divergent paths there about what you could do and what you could choose. So, mm -hmm. I, I get that maybe there wasn't time uh, or uh, those things weren't in scope for this particular demo to show. But yeah. I think this this demo is very good about showing you the reality of what choice means in that game. Yeah. I saw the UI where, oh yeah, there it is, okay. 
Cool. Yeah. So it's there from last year's demo. Yeah. That's, it yeah looks so different. the backstory thing I know is the thing that you pick at the very start of the game, same as the character creator. That's all at the very beginning of the yeah. game. But I guess like I like that you have your backstory. That that means it's like more like the tabletop game. Where you're actually investing in a character that you're playing an RPG with, and I think that's really cool. But you're right that. The coolest thing about this demo and the thing that I think makes it the hardest to have just shown to the public is that they swap between two builds so much and it was basically, I think they call him a Netrunner was the actual class, but it's like mm -hmm. an engineer and tacker build. Well, yeah, there, there are no explicit classes. This yeah. It's something they keep saying. It's it's just the build of the skills that you More want. More flexible. So yeah, there is a Netrunner style character, but it's just investing in hacking and dialogue yeah. and stuff. And the was, other one was a heavy, basically. Mm -hmm. It was a very Witcher-like uh, upgrade mm -hmm. tree, except it looks like a giant circuit board, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it just keeps branching out and out and out. And it just like, they yeah, they kept saying over and over, it's classless. You play, mm -hmm. you upgrade it however you want. You can go one way or the other, or I guess eventually just do everything. And I just think be, they mentioned you can respec as well. Which I imagine. I mean, it's, because yeah. you should be able to in a it's game. It's all like wetware. That. You just tear the chips out of your brain and install new ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but I thought the UI looked really good too because uh, that's one of the things that even with mods, I didn't think The Witcher Three was great about was some of the UI stuff was just very obtuse and the inventory management can be really annoying. Mm -hmm. This looks a lot more polished. So, yeah, I didn't see anything for like inventory management inventory or anything either. like that. But there was gear. You you change jackets and stuff at a certain point. That's true. They so, mentioned like style points, right? Yeah. Yeah. Street cred. Yes. Uh, it's it's a really fascinating stat system that like uh, clothes don't really give you defense because that doesn't really make sense. If like if you install dermal plating, I'm sure that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the uh, as you get street cred, then that opens up new NPCs that may not talk to you if you don't look cool enough. Which is it also fits the vibe of cyberpunk, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and also just like the thing for me, like to wrap my head around is that it's called cyberpunk, and there are punk aspects to it of anti corporation and stuff like that. But you're living in a thoroughly corporate world. Yeah, extremely, yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense that uh, pure consumerism is merged into the gameplay in the terms of, like, wearing brands and wearing nice clothes and eating, drinking, like, branded sodas mm. and stuff. They could even pick uh, that plays into your backstory, right? You can play, like... Yeah, you can play like, a corporate agent. And, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, you're like, I want to be more pro-corporate or I want to be street thug. or And it's, like, it's kind of cool where there was one character, one of, like, the voodoo boys or whatever, where, like, you could, you could basically say some sort of, sort of slang to them. That you would say if you had said you were a street thug, but since our playthrough they pick corporation, they couldn't yeah. do that. I was like, okay, I what like that. Who do you guys think you're gonna pick? Because I have no idea. Oh, I've, dude, I don't know. Yeah, it's. It I, seems I, like a big call to make at the beginning of a very big video game. <laughs> oh, about origins? Yeah. yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, honestly, it, it seems identical to Dragon Age Origins, where you had to pick an origin story and then it would pop back up in beats as the I story guess went technically, on. Technically, if mm -hmm. you only played Mass Effect Two, it did the same thing. And to a much, much lesser degree. Yeah. I'm. I feel like yeah, they'll they'll wallop you with that, and I feel like a lot of people are going to spend their first evening just sweating at the character character creator. Mm -hmm. um, but I think once you get into the game, it, I'm always fascinated by that of how you make a player okay with consequence. Um, and games like this, and in, in Witcher Three especially, sometimes it would hit you with something that you didn't intend and is a less than optimal solution, but the game tries to get you to just roll with it. So like NPCs might die, quest lines might end prematurely. I loved that in The Witcher though. I did like, too. Like Witcher 2 mm -hmm. especially, mm -hmm. I feel like did a great job of that kind of stuff. Well, that, that game just completely diverges yeah, two totally absolutely different ways. You have to play it twice to see everything. It's kind of wild. Yeah. But I feel you like- talk your way out of the final boss fight. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I feel like the same vibe is here is like, you're gonna see those dialogue options that are going to set your brain on fire because you can't pick them, but mm. it's just gonna make you wanna play again. Yeah. So I'm kind of okay with that. Uh, yeah. Warning oh, we're showing boobs. a boobs. We're showing a boobs. Look at them they're, jiggle. They're classy boobs. They are they classy are. boobs. You're right. They're not oh, yeah. offensively large. They're realistic. Yeah. Which someone, is kind of weird. Someone Small might nipples. be upset that we... Oh, Omar. Well, that's more work for him later, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Also, did I read the sponsors? If not, the Quip, Squarespace, and Upside. Excellent. I'm glad you I did. did. <laughs> uh, the thing that impressed me the most, I think, this time around 
was okay the moment that i got the most excited about like in the first demo was him like knifing into the wall oh uh, perching there the, yeah uh, this time was the bike like as soon as they uh. went first person view on the bike because you can also ride vehicles third person it's the only thing where you can and it was just blasting synth and it was just like oh this is gonna be so cool i forgot that the game's gonna have a soundtrack yeah and i was like oh yeah witcher didn't have a soundtrack well, we're all gonna love that they get music yeah i keep forgetting that it is like GTA RPG, basically. It is very much GTA to me. If I were to describe it to someone like, is it like The Witcher? Is it like, people have asked me if it's like Dragon Age? It's like GTA to me a lot. Um, but with like stats and diverging quests. Yes, mm -hmm. so just RPG, GTA. Yeah. And But like to that point too, where it, sometimes it feels like, it might be less than The Witcher in the sense where sometimes no matter what, the story's gonna take you down a path. So we talked about it in Second Game Day, like spoilers for the beginning of the game. It's gonna happen, but there's a part where a guy tells you that he's your mission target or whatever, and then he does the thing where he says, "No, I'm. Uh, they're gonna betray you, and then you can choose. I can side with this guy or I can side with my employers." Mm -hmm. And then you go, basically, you go, "No, fuck you. You hack into his brain, and then you get betrayed." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, he was right. He told the truth." But it was a story beat because the story then progressed after that. That hit a major plot point. Mm -hmm. So feels like that's gonna happen no matter what. Um, because yeah. then you had to go meet this one person and then you were introduced to like kind of the main thrust of the story. I of, feel like, like that might have just happened differently if you had done it the other way around. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but like I imagine the crash that happened is basically V crashes because everything's a system mm -hmm. um, and then reboots, which is also just a very cool thing that I feel like the whole time we're playing through this game, it's dumping lore. Oh, this is just going to be really fun. You got, uh, you got like brain fried. If somebody's connected, yeah. you can like microwave their brain if they're connected to the internet. But it, he managed to reboot, which he shouldn't have been able to do. So when he his, like, weird, has a cool chip. He's Keanu Reeves chip. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so when he goes back to um, the people Placide. who, yes, the who boys. betrayed yeah, him, I had they were like, down, wait so a gotta, minute. And they're like, holy fuck, you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so yeah, you can theorize about that stuff because you're right. Because then you go to meet another lady who's like super into the deep web or whatever, cyberspace, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and the goal is to find the first person who digitized their consciousness and transcended into the internet because they might know about this stupid chip in your head. They had a name Alt Cunningham. That's it. Yep. The first woman to Very ever good. transcend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except weirdly, that happened like 50 years ago in cyberpunk canon. Yeah. Uh, and I think that means Johnny Silverhand is also like. Way from the past. It's just his that digital ghost. Well, yeah, there's up. graffiti and everyone saying like, "Where's Johnny?" and all this other stuff. So he is like a and mythical. his prosthetic looks a little older. Yeah, um, yeah. And the fact that he just, he's named after it means that it was probably a bigger deal back then to have a cyber hand. I anyway. feel like he kind of just looks a little bit older in general than everyone else. Like he looks sort of '80s styled. Well, I mean that doesn't <laughs> mean. And yeah, that's drenched all over cyberpunk in <laughs> yeah, general. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it is like if he still he just doesn't look like everyone else in the game does. But uh, to be fair. We saw uh, the animals this time around, which is a new gang, and everyone does look really, really, really distinct. Like all of the different gangs and classes look really different. And mm -hmm. uh, the animals are a gang that uses this stuff called juice, which is basically steroids. Most basically, right. they're all super buff. Uh, but I really love the character design of the leader of the animals, who's just like the super buff woman with like dreads and a hammer. It's mm -hmm. very, very cool and a really cinematic boss fight that. Like there are uh, all these, I don't know, mole LEDs that pop up and tell you to turn around and go back and then she just busts through one of them. And mm -hmm. apparently you can miss that entire encounter or you mm -hmm. can, and you can also play the whole game non-lethally so you don't even have to fight her. But yeah. if you did, it looked cool and she was tough. That that entire level, because we, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it, but like they're basically repurposing a gym for their like hideout. And so the, one of the very first things- that, the whole thing was a mall, right? Yeah. yeah it's the Grand right. Imperial Mall, which gets shortened to gym, G-I-M. <laughs> so they call yeah. it gym, but it's not a gym, even though it has workout equipment in it, because right. I think the imp the implication is the animals move the equipment in so they can right. work out That's probably also the a gym in the mall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that's but true. But either, either way, it's like this 
it was so awesome that the sort of the environment was a reflection of the characters yeah. as well. So the very first thing they do, because you're playing as a net runner, so you're all like hacking all this stuff. There's a animal dude uh, fighting a robot, and then they're like, so you hack the robot to fight a little bit harder, and he essentially just punches the dude's head off. Yep. And then it's just all the other guys like, oh man, that sucks. Like, <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. You there's another guy benching, and you hack the bench, and it falls on him. I was like, yeah. that's a lot of cool context sensitive things that like, if you're just going and guns blazing, you miss all of that. Yeah, it feels very Watch Dogs 2 to me, like, mm-hmm. or even Watch Dogs yeah. 1. There's just a lot of stuff you can interact with that if you want to play it completely differently, I'm hoping it's just as forgiving and it looked like it was. They said also you can play through the whole game without killing a single person, which is very interesting. But they say that with Dishonored as well, and I tried and I couldn't. So here we are. Stealth is hard. <laughs> but that's one of the things that I'm most interested in seeing that I don't imagine they can show us until the game is out is how all the different subsects of the city look because, you know, there are parts that are supposed to be completely like run down and then parts where the corporations are. And I want to know how seamlessly you transition between all of those and how different they look and how the inhabitants look different. Pretty sure you're going to outer space too at some point. Cool. And, and in, the, in the first trailer, they showed a guy on a spaceship. Like, yeah, that's right. Or like a, it was like an orbital flight. Yeah. yeah. Like a commuter flight or something. So like something. Toasting is somebody's brains getting like fried exactly. in the next row. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so, so good. Very 2001 like Space Odyssey sort of <laughs> yeah. where you're like just just going to work on the moon like or, you know, somewhere in space. Two hour flight. Yeah. Maybe maybe planes in the future do orbital flights so they're faster or yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know. It, so much cool stuff. Uh, looks freaking Yeah. Rad. Loads of cool stuff. And I mean, I don't have that many gameplay questions left now. I feel like I have an understanding of most of the gameplay. I do want to know what all my upgrades are going to look like, and I do want to know more about weapon variety. But aside from that, I'm like pretty pretty well feel like I understand what it's going to be. It's a little Deus Exy. Mm-hmm. Like, the I world know is GTA, and then everything else is Witcher. Yeah, I I want to know how it affects open world and how much your decisions cascade. Because mm. in the first demo, the one from last year, they showed that like uh, oh you do like a a job to rip off a street gang and then they send like some guys out after you and it's in the open world they're just in a van chasing you on the street so I wonder if there's like a some kind of like New Vegas style allegiance system mm. where if you betray one corporation mm. they'll be after you for the rest of the game or you can do something for them to smooth it over or something like that Yeah. and then Adam to your point when it comes to like decisions you make that alter the story it'll be interesting to see how it, yeah, it probably does bow out and then come back in at certain points Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that ricochets down so yeah, if you if you stick with the Voodoo Boys, they still betray you. But since you live, they still take you to jack into cyberspace to find Alt Cunningham. I imagine if you stayed with a Netwatch agent, which is like a federal network guy who was fighting the Voodoo Boys, if you stayed with him, I imagine he'd be like, "Great, let's bring you into the government Netwatch headquarters, mm. and then we can jack you into cyberspace from there." Mm, I assume that you'd go back to the Voodoo Boys, but maybe you're probably right. Hopefully, there's more variety than that. But only because when you went back to the Voodoo Boys, there's this whole like in-game cinematic thing where they put you in a bathtub of ice and. Yeah. <laughs> It's there's so much freaking detail. There about, is so much detail. Like when they were there's a part where you're you're with that character that the like mid tier boss Placide and he's you're sitting down and he, he oh, wants yeah. he wants you to hack in and like the whole thing is it's cyberpunk is also aesthetically it's a lot of um sort of like bio and tech so it's a lot of like pulling cords out of your wrists and stuff mm-hmm. which is like such a cool thing to see so. but like. Yeah, it's it's frightening. I don't like, want to think about that. It's the pure like '90s vision of the future. It's yeah. very Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, like everything's still analog. So like it's it was a, they were talking about the the demo. I don't know if they did the same thing for you guys, but when they would they would stop and sort of explain a bit of the lore, sort of what they're like, because like they're like, oh, jacking this guy's computer, and it's sort of like your character's like, wait, no, not cool, and you can choose to do it or mm-hmm. not. Because it is a trust thing where it's like if you're plugging in this computer, this guy could just hack you, do and whatever he wants, he yeah. could take over your body. And I'm like, what a 
What a nerdy thing. Yeah, I love this. It's definitely going to be a thing in this game where you yeah. can't trust any of the NPCs, and that mm -hmm. sounds fun to me. Yeah. You're just going to have to be on guard for any time you interact with anything, which is, is cool. But like, do you have plot armor in the sense that you're just always going to be able to proceed because you're the main character, you're I mean, V. You literally you do. Have you have the head. immunity chip in your head. Yeah, oh, that's that right. And that shows up twice. Like, you, you're you supposed to be killed by the gang at the cutscene at the beginning when the guy chokes you out, mm -hmm. and then you wake up in a landfill because they thought they killed you and just dropped you off. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, yeah, Keanu Reeves you, wakes you up. No, they shot Jackie. You yeah. survive. And then the dude like punches you in your head, ricochets off the wall, and then mm -hmm. they just like forearm choke you out. Well, he was choking him out, and then he remembers Jackie dying, and he knocks him back, and then uh, he gets hacked, and he shoots that girl, and then I think... That's the flashback to the thing that happened before the... Yeah, that's what I thought was leading up to like them getting dumped in the... Either way. I it's... mean, yeah, it's all in the same lead up. I think the, yeah. the you get choked out is what actually puts you in there. I I yeah, and then Keanu I know that's the problem is I don't remember all of it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's uh, the trailer they released, yeah. I think so. But I think like the... I, oh the, yeah, Jackie Dying is the trailer they released mm. here. I get like our question last year was like, okay, well, what's the main story here? What's going to happen? And now it seems to be, okay, well, at least they have this, this MacGuffin now. Mm -hmm. We have a chip in your character's head so now we understand why you're special. You're not supposed because you're not the chosen one. It's just, you just happen to be a... You're almost like, like uh, someone said Fallout New Vegas mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. that sense where it's like, yeah, you're just the career like so you, I kind of prefer that um, you know ordinary person in an extraordinary situation that's how I like most of my fantasy stuff is like till technically Lord of the Rings Frodo's not a chosen one he just gets the ring yeah I like the only thing that makes him chosen is that he's okay with adventuring like yeah. most hobbits want to stay at home which was which was J.R. Tolkien like side-eyeing a bunch of English people basically but uh, they just want to stay at home and drink tea and gossip whereas uh yeah, Bilbo and then Frodo were they wanted to explore. Leave, yeah. So well, He's Frodo still basically so, just but. like point remains. A lot of good fantasy does have that that uh -huh. shtick where it's not that you are like this incredible person because that that's how I think everyone can relate to a character like that. Is mm -hmm. It's just they happened into those circumstances. They weren't yeah. born into those circumstances, and it's a cool thing, especially cyberpunk because I think if you were playing someone who was just always special, it would be really off putting. Yeah, we'd be like, I don't buy that. Everyone here sucks. Well, I, I do like too that it's not a, a world ending main story. I mean, it might end up being that, but. Just the idea of seeking immortality through digital consciousness is such a cool idea. Yeah. And like, this is something that I think it's a big deal now that like billionaires have been trying to figure this out because they don't want to die. I mean, I was just reading this on. thing today about how if you, and I don't know that I believe it, but it's fascinating and totally ties into the game about how when you think about how rich people, you know, don't want to pay taxes and don't want to give to the poor, that a lot of that is because they're trying to invest in figuring out how to be immortal. Mm -hmm. It was like, I don't know if I buy that, but I like it. <laughs> like, Interesting. It sucks, but I, I'm into the concept. They're just like trying to figure out how to live forever. So they're like, fuck everyone. We need them to die so we can live for a longer amount of time anyway. <laughs> Makes sense. It's like, all you, right. All right, here. Okay, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, you can live forever, but you have to be, there has to be, 3,500 people on food stamps that are pumping their blood into your body. Exactly. <laughs> and he would say yes. He'd be like, all right, sounds great. Not on the paid. Everything's fine. This is what Jupiter's sending was about. <laughs> no, nobody you paid attention. keep defending that to the death, Lawrence. I, I paid attention, and I did not hate it. It's a character named Good Stinger. I didn't think He's it was that bad, but they did manage to make Channing Tatum not hot. Yeah, that's weird. Which was a bold choice. They tried really hard. You have to. He's very hot. I just, because they followed the Inuyasha template so closely, and still it didn't work. I don't get it. Didn't. Should have worked. He had laser skates and dog ears. I was fine with the laser skates. I did not like the ears. Yeah. Uh, I have to do my first ad read, which is from Quip. So it's time for spring, spring cleaning, and Quip's got an easy way to start with your brushing habits. Just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to a healthier mouth and mind, and now the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. The new kids' Quip 
has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as the original version with no childish gimmicks, so they can brush just like a grown-up. The new kids' brush is the same as the original brush, which I think we all use, just tweaked for size-down mounts. Kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products the adults in their life use, and they're proud to use Quip so you can help them develop a grown-up routine without anything seeming too kiddie. They have a small brush head, watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste, and a rubber grip handle in colors little ones will love. So if you're thinking about getting Quip and you've got some kids in your family, hook them up too. Make sure kids are brushing for a full two minutes right from childhood so they keep up those habits as adults and don't have any dental hygiene problems. It's just another awesome thing about Quip and why they service over 1 million happy, healthy mouths. Quip starts at $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash dude right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That is your first refill, pa- refill pack free at getquip.com slash dude. Thank you to Quip. Uh, gamer on the street here. Yes, uh, sir. Vaya says, Adam is right. Goldarm dude shoots V, and then they put him in the brain melter. There you go. That's okay. all, I, all I know is the next scene was you waking up in a dump, and then yeah. <clears throat> uh, Keanu Reeves being like, Wake up, samurai. You gotta get up. Yeah. yeah. Like, Keanu Reeves. That's cool. Is yeah. it samurai a clothing ah, brand fuck. in the world? Or it's just a brand? Well, the jacket's a samurai, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Actually, because uh, I've seen their office since they repainted it. It has big samurai logo on the side of yeah, it now since cool. they changed it from the winter. It's so fucking cool. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, I guess in both circumstances, then, you survive brain frying, which is something that's supposed to kill you. So, yeah. Like, maybe so the chip, times. like, it's back. it backs up your brain on it and then whenever you get brain fried it just like restores it into your brain and like boots it has you back some up. kind of uh, what i don't remember there's a called like a a system that just prevents it from being fried somehow maybe yeah, yeah. and that's that's kind of what makes your character important in the world is that you yeah. have this miraculous tech in your head you probably mm-hmm. don't want anyone to know about it because everyone's mm-hmm. gonna want it and i wonder how v got it and i wonder why yeah. johnny is a part of it yeah and i'm also really curious about this cyberspace that we saw for the first yes. time in this demo and like what that means and how much time we'll be spending there and is it basically like the Oracle lives in there? That's what it seems like. I mean, there's going to be a Matrix type thing, I guarantee it, where yeah. you're not going to know whether in your real life or jacked in, mm. punching deck and all that fun stuff. True. And like, I, my guess is they're going to be able to do some really fun things. Yeah. Where it's like, yes, you, we can do whatever we want because you're in cyberspace. So I, they're creative dudes over there. So I love yeah. stuff in games like the Scarecrow stuff in Arkham Asylum. Whenever mm-hmm. they get weird on oh. me, I'm always like, twist the world and make me like second guess what things are. And I remember yeah. that first time you, you do that, Gordon has died, you walk into a morgue, and then you walk out. But when you walk out, you've walked back into the same room. And I was yeah. just like, why don't more video games do this? Because <laughs> it's so cool. Then the game restarted with the, the oh, intro, yeah. with the Rocksteady yeah. logo. And yeah. you're just like... Everyone's like, what happened? Layers of Fear 2 did a lot of that. A lot of that. Oh. I love that stuff. But it's yeah. it's I think it's extra cool when it's not used in a horror context. Like if mm-hmm. Cyberpunk doesn't just messes with you, it's awesome. There's a ton of that in, uh, in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Throwing back to that again. Of like just hacking people's eyes so they don't see you. Mm. Or hacking security footage and stuff like that of... It's a very like grim vision of the Internet of Things future where everything is controlled by the Internet so you can control everything. Mm-hmm. You can change what cameras see. You can change what people see and hear. Yeah, it makes reality very mutable, which I feel like we're getting there with the way that social media can kind of contort people's worldviews. Deepfakes world are so good, dude. Huh? I mean, Deepfakes are so good. Oh, yeah. You don't need deepfakes. You just need control of information. And True. Yeah. It, it's, we're already at a point where you can falsify anything anyone has said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, then people get to pick what they believe is true. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. I'm hoping that this game doesn't, you know, do the Ubisoft approach where they're like, <laughs> we are apolitical. We shy away from politics. Like, well, I, I don't want it to be political, but I want it to challenge what I what I think of things. That would be nice. I think mm. knowing how CD Projekt works Witcher, I think I think it's they, they'll work with themes that are like human, yeah. you know, human adjacent. 
But it'll all be couched thoroughly in the universe of cyberpunk, so it'll be... Yeah, I mean, I don't want you to tell me to vote for Trump. Right. Like, I'm not being yeah. like, be extra political, but mm-hmm. I would like them to yeah, pr- at least present a point of view or a stance of some it, kind. It is a sci-fi game, me. but it's it's still a fantasy world. Yeah. It is a world that doesn't exist, but it is a reflection of our own society. Yeah. That's but the whole thing. It's closer to it. The, like, rampant com- commercialization and corporatization of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. The, uh, the utter decline and decimation of any kind of public services or, or the fact that the government even cares about you individuals. Can pay for it. Well, isn't the, the government a corporation at this point anyway? Sort of. The government works for corporations, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And corporations are actually Which the world power. not that far off here. That's right? well, see, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah with, can, that, that's the question, I guess, of, of good sci-fi or cyberpunk. Like, is it believable? What is Well, yeah, but like, what happens when it goes five steps too far? Mm. So, yeah, we have lobbyists right now, which is like a strange thing. It's that wild. should not be... I mean, I guess whoever. Hey, it's up to you. But <laughs> personal belief is like, well, you should probably keep corporations out of the government. But for some reason, it just works that way. And like, that's how pharmaceuticals work. And that it like has effects on people's actual lives. Like that's how a lot of stuff. military stuff works. I mean, privatizing military is nuts. That's like creepy. those sorts of things. And or so prisons. Then, yeah. So then when they do cyberpunk, they they privatize uh, healthcare. Yeah. And if they do that in the first demo, where it's like, yeah. oh, if you have really good healthcare, these like like a SWAT team comes yeah. in mm-hmm. and like. It's funny, sad, because you're like, we're yeah. not too far from that. I just that, want that Black Mirror effect where I'm entertained, but also like have to confront something, you know? And I, mm. I actually fully have faith that they will do that. Well, I, I don't know. I wonder. Because like The Witcher had you in a setting that had a lot of weird stuff going on, but as Geralt, you never really pass judgment on any of it because Geralt is so like deadpan. He's just See, after I his felt objective. like Geralt was a very moral character. Hmm. Like had convictions and morals. You could play him that way. Yeah. I don't think that was baked into his character though. He's pretty pure mercenary. Pure, I read him as pretty pure neutral just based mm-hmm. on the dialogue options you get. it could be the way yeah. I played him. Pretty um, kind of Ronin in a way too. Mm-hmm, cause a little bit. Well that's what witchers are. They have no moral <clears throat> compass. They just roam the countryside and kill monsters for yeah. money. But they're also still feared and stuff. He cares about people a lot is the thing. The, yeah. So the Witcher 3 trailer, the Killing Monsters trailer, mm-hmm. was kind of the one that was like, okay, Geralt does have a moral compass. But mm-hmm. until then, I, maybe I'm off and maybe that thing was communicated earlier. But I feel in the same way that like in Cyberpunk V is not going to be going around like judging people mm-hmm. or the government or anything like that. He's no, just, I, I want this chip out of my head so people leave me alone. Yeah. And along that way, you'll see how the world works and you can kind of draw your own conclusions. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the vibe. Oh, yeah, I get yeah. It. They don't need to make the character have a have a stance as as long as as at no point. Which is the same as Black Mirror. Yeah, right? kind of. It's like the they, it's season. generally not. Oof. I don't yeah, even want to watch best. it. I, got it so I watched well. the first. It's, it's not terrible. It's, it's just not that best. first one with Miley Cyrus. Oh, boy. I, I Miley Cyrus, isn't it? In the first one. Yeah, I was the most redeemable thing about it was there's like a pop song in the thing, which I'm like. Sounds like Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails. That's so weird. Cool. And then at the end, it is Head Like a Hole. Oh. <laughs> Got me. Wonderful. Charlie Brooker. <laughs> well, Done when it again. When it says written by Charlie Brooker, I was like, you wrote this one? Yeah. This one was bad. Mm. Well, he probably didn't have it. I would I would guess he probably didn't have enough time or as much time or whatever. If, if you take all the F-bombs out of that episode, it could have been on Nickelodeon. Goodness. It, it felt like a made-for-TV Nickelodeon movie. I, I watched, really loved the first two seasons of that yeah. show, and then it all fell apart for me. I don't. Know. I, like, I like a lot of third, third three seasons. Metalhead and those other ones. Like oh, cool the, the one Metalhead. where the uh, the woman commits a crime and it's seen by like a Pizza Hut robot. <laughs> I think that was in season three. You didn't see that one? Cyberpunk. I think I've seen all of it. She like she's in a hotel room, commits a crime, oh, and then yes. Yes, yeah, yes, like yes. a pizza thing like hits a guy and it was recording everything. So then they see it happening. You have to like track it down and. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was nuts. Yeah, but so. point being, I just want Cyberpunk to challenge me and make me scared. Because I'm already, there's something about the way that information technology is heading right now that I'm 
permanently terrified of but also very excited by at the same mm -hmm. time and a video game being exclusively about that where other things are pushed on it and like yes more of this content yeah scare the shit out of me please i'm also i'm just kind of sort of curious what the world looks like because we know what the city looks like yeah mm. true so it's like in dread you know they do a pretty good over you know a, an airplane shot or whatever and they're like a little flyover and they're like the whole world's bombed out we only have a coastal city, and it's all combined in one thing. You see, like the Statue of Liberty Blade is like Runner a tiny has parts thing. Of that too. Yeah, like you see, twenty four nine did a better job yeah. of it, but like obviously because the tech had increased, yeah. but like seeing like water, ocean water. level rising and stuff like that. They're not beating you over the head with it. They're just like just this. There. This is a realistic future of where it would be going. Yeah, so. I guess I, I hadn't even thought about what the invisible walls will be. Or yeah, how they'll do that. I mean, kind of like Minority Report. It'd be interesting to see. The movie, not the book. Uh, well, I guess, dude, Andrew's Dream of the Oh, wait, no. What was it called? It was Minority Report. was the, the short story. I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. To be totally honest. different. But, like, in the movie, he goes to, like, the countryside. And you're yeah. like, oh, interesting. Those there plants is... are all fucked up. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a old lady. Well, I, I mean, was the Oracle. There's if, always every every good science fiction has one. If you yeah. if you had a chance to kiss Tom Cruise, you would. Fair. No. Especially, like, Minority Report era I Tom wouldn't. Cruise. Aw. I'm only talking I to bet people he who would weird. at this table. <laughs> I bet he smells like mothballs. So after, I think Elise mm. pointed it out in a gameplay one time. Now I can't unsee it. That the, Tom Cruise's front teeth are, like, the over tooth. here. Well, he, he in Legend, he just had the one. Doesn't he just have, like, the one incisor in the front? Hmm. And then eventually they had to fix it. But, he, no, he's got weird teeth. It's just well, off if you center see, on his If face. you see the outsiders, he had bad teeth. Yeah. And then he got them fixed. I think right. he was straight. I would think he was legit missing a tooth yeah. when he was young. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think they just capped it or whatever. He's got the, uh, what's it called? The fake whatever. The fake teeth. Yeah. yeah, there was a movie that he very obviously had the, the trays. He was yeah. wearing the trays mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any more comments before. about Cyberpunk, anyone? Man, it's probably going to be the best game of the next year. Oh, look at him. <sighs> I feel like almost definitely. Oh, also, it's yeah. beautiful. It looks like Buck Buck. I think, yeah. I think oh, wow. He, it looks yeah. almost looks like he had a rotting tooth that they had Damn, to Damn, you're out. right. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the thing that consistently blew me away in the demo was same thing as last year is everything's so detailed like one of the animals is eating pizza and it has full topping on it you can just like look at it and you see every single topping that looks individual like mm. it's just so 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 detailed the, and the draw distance was ridiculous and you're just you felt like you're in this concrete jungle where the level we saw what we talked about in the uh the ig daily but it's like this it's supposed to be this like paradise would you say it was like that one japanese town oh odaiba yeah that's yeah, pacifica is the name of the game but it's like an abandoned resort Mm. And so you, there's the part when they're on the motorcycle and they go into third person and then you see the billboard where it's like coming soon and it's beautiful and gorgeous. But then immediately to the left of it, it's all garbage. And, yeah. Wasn't that like a region yeah. that was supposed to be built up, but then they didn't for some reason. Yeah. So it all just like it just something that fell through. Mm. And so like there is there is a backstory to this place. But then you see an airship just firing bullets into one of the rooms and you're like, there's stuff going on mm. that I'm not a part of. And that's cool. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff didn't feel that scripted. Like I'm sure it happens <laughs> there, but it didn't feel. No. As scripted as I would have thought. The dude so. just shooting the airship above him. Yeah. And no one responding, just, just going about their day. Because yeah. it was like a corporate ship that was just like, enjoy your time in Pacific. It was yeah. like, fuck you. I feel like that's a, a thing about it that feels yeah. very GTA is the density. And like one thing that every time they release a new GTA happens is this just detail that you wouldn't have thought of. Like in, mm -hmm. uh, I think it was in 4 actually, that NPCs would put their newspapers above their heads as soon as it started raining. Oh, wow. And then, you know, obviously we get Red Dead 2 where people have, every person has a conversation and we're just like, how does this happen? And I feel like Cyberpunk is just tapping into that same thing where NPCs are just engrossing us more and more and more. And it's very, very cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, the uh, the translation software I thought was really cool. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Alt Cunningham and Johnny Silverhand are canon characters in Cyberpunk 2020. Which Sorry, I was, no, it's fine. Never I was before. just scanning the, the Wikipedia page because I, I, I remember hearing about some world events in the world of cyberpunk. There, I think there was a world war that I can mm -hmm. and a period of like. So this, so this I kept uh, saying after the war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, one minute. Following the vast socioeconomical collapse and a period of martial law, the United States government has to rely on several mega corporations to survive. This has given them a certified or a veritable carte blanche to operate as they will. Um, so yeah, there would I guess maybe not in this, but apparently by 2077 there was a huge war that made mm -hmm. everything real bad, which led to like the economic pullout of the development of Pacifica. Yeah, which I love. It's so cool that we have an explanation for all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's been exi it's existed for a long time. It's true. There are so many lore bibles written about a bunch of worlds that will probably never be converted into TVs or video games. Yeah, I or guess anything. we technically can't give CDPR the credit for creating the world <laughs> because it's so iterative. But I feel I like they've done a fantastic job of adapting. I mean, it. you could say the same thing with Witcher. They, yeah, for they sure. adapted books, but I mean, good on them for finding something that I don't think anyone else would do it justice the way they do it. It seems like uh, when Witcher they go for sure. when they go in, they go in deep. Yeah, and they at the same time make it commercially viable for the masses. But that only happened with The Witcher 3. One and two didn't sell that well. I mean, one didn't sell well. I just two, think two was when it became mainstream. It still wasn't huge. Two got a lot of hype because they completely redid the game. And yeah. then it was this, I remember this like, it was a graphical powerhouse. What's yeah, up? I love the choice in that Samurai game. Samurai is well. the name of a band that Johnny Silverhand was the lead singer and guitar player in. <laughs> no way. That's why they had the guitar on the wall. And like, huh. they actually had the... So in the waiting room for the E3 demo, they had references to all this shit yeah. that I never knew about. So yeah, Johnny Silverhand wow. is a famous and idealistic rocker boy singer and a guitarist with a silver chrome cyber, cyber limb arm. He opposes Arasaka. This is the corp that stole Alt Cunningham, uh, like, wow. uh, like took her program about how to digitize consciousness mm -hmm. and then fried her brain. But her consciousness, which was already digitized, ran away into the net and was never yeah. seen again. Cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he, cool. He opposed Arasaka for a grocery list of personal grudges from the loss of his arm to the death of... Many of his close friends and family. He is Alt's ex-boyfriend. He was in the chromatic rock band Samurai. I don't know what chromatic rock is, but I love it. With fe uh, fellow famous rocker Carrie Eurodyne. And, and is most famous for the songs Chippin' In and Never Fade Away. Amazing. Wasn't Keanu, Re Keanu Reeves was in a band called Dogstar before he broke into film. So Really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've he probably, he probably still tours and we just don't know about it because mm -hmm. he's a cool dude. So I think he does. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that band is still I don't think he stops thing. doing things. That's what I like about Keanu Reeves. Like, he's like, I'm going to start a motorcycle company. Still works it. Still runs it. He has a motorcycle company? Yeah. He's like, I want to make these movies called John Wick. Got up to three. They're probably going to make a fourth. Yeah, they're making a TV show. Sure. And Why not? Keep it going. Why yeah. not? Hex looks pretty cool, though. Yeah, it looks super cool. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He's, uh, the, like, yeah, the fact that he's in cyberpunk is, it's weird, kind of jarring. He's earned it. I weird. think it is. It, you definitely notice it, but I feel like you'll get used to it. It's it like, is, a, oh, that's Keanu Reeves. When did this start, other than that shitty PS1 game uh, with Bruce Willis? Like celebrity, in, like marketed celebrity inserts into games? Yeah, because like... Michael Jordan in the Windy City? Because Cameron... Sh uh, Shaq Fu. I'm Cameron's in um, uh, Jedi Order, Fallen Order. Yeah. There was like Larry Bird and Dr. Uh, J Basketball <laughs> back on the Atari. No, but I'm, I'm saying like where you just, you're just using that likeness oh. now. Sort of like Death Stranding, how... It's distracting to see Guillermo del Toro not be Guillermo del Toro. I see. Honestly, I would say it's Kojima that popularized it. There were digitized stills of like movie actors and Super Nintendo games and yeah. stuff. I guess it depends how far back you wanna yeah. you wanna take it. I mean, like Sam Witwer being in Force Unleashed, on me knowing him from Battlestar. So it's like if you didn't know the character Crash Down from Battlestar you Galactica, just you're just. But he has like he has a very defined face. So you're yeah. like, oh, it's weird. It's like they're they're putting celebrities into <laughs> the game now. I mean, uh, L.A. Noir sure as hell did some of that. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's... And very well. Yeah. Just took the entire... Fuck, it still looks good. I was playing that on Switch like it three days ago. I'm yeah. still just like, God damn. Well, it's weird because you see real life faces on GTA 4 bodies. Mm. So it's a lot of like, 
hey, how are you? And you see you? the next stretch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But it's still so, it's, so, so It's good. like the Imagineers put a lot of work on the top yeah. part and then they just strapped it to an old frame that and just. And sank that whole studio. Mm. R.I.P. Team Bondi. Wow, it looked expensive. Yeah, they, why would you go to Bondi Beach? It's so fucking expensive there. It's ridiculous. It's pretty. It, it is very pretty. How many companies have tried to start a game studio in Australia and it always fails? 2K had 2K, one. 2K, yeah. And yeah. that was one of our big losses. Uh, the first <laughs> big closure was THQ. I think Square Enix tried to pull this shit too, where they started an animation studio in Hawaii. And I'm uh, like, I would have loved to be in the room when they did that. They're like, we need an animation studio in a beautiful city. So Konami also went to uh, Hawaii. But uh, the fun thing about that one is that the reason that they did that, and I was told this by an ex-employee, is that the uh, company's owner, his daughter, wanted a green card. That's it. Yes. So they're like, Sweet. studio in Hawaii, let's go. I mean, I guess it's a little closer to Japan. Yeah. I could see that. So but they then, were working on, I think, like Silent Hill and Silent well, Hill Kana- at the time. Uh, Konami or Kojima had their studio, their multiplayer studio up the street from yeah. us. I remember I went to the opening of that. Oh, yeah. And it was, I remember just being like, this isn't going to last. Like, they're like, this is for multiplayer support for G- uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's Why? Not. Like, that you, do you think that's going to be so successful that you need a 24-hour team? No. Sometimes on. I think it's just that international devs, there's some guy on the team who's just like, I would like to have an office in California, and then they just do it. I mean, CD Projekt Red has their studio in Venice. For, I think that they have some comms here. I don't really know what it's there for. I don't know. PR, I, don't. I think. Yeah. Probably, Probably which is PR. not a bad idea. I mean, it's if near you're in Poland. Yeah. It's near an international yeah. airport, so I think that's yeah, that's true. part of it is that you can bring in clients and and yeah. it's a short ride from LAX. And you can be like, look at the beach. Yeah, we have this nice beach. I don't know exactly. they're Russian yeah. now, but you got the idea. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying, we do Funhouse. We do a satellite office in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Funhouse Hawaiian style. Yeah. I finally got a green card. It's just a desk. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person sits there. Who do we send? Yeah. Uh, I'll go. It's we close to trade. home. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's I'll a just Skype share. in for videos. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Someone gets it over Christmas. That's going to be a weird expense report. No, it'll be great. What are you trying to Konami this place or Square Enix this place? <laughs> yeah. Can I get me yeah. a green card? Look, Please, Spirits would, Within would really was a like good them. idea. Let's just keep doing it. <laughs> what do you mean it lost money? No, it didn't shut up. <sighs> well, we got Advent Children, so whatever. Yeah, that was cool. Which is very cool, actually. It is cool. You jump to Final Fantasy, but I have to do another ad read. You got uh, it. This one is from Square, Squarespace, because this video is sponsored by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace, space, I don't know why I'm screwing up my words today, is an all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. You can use Squarespace's template designs for all major content types to suit your needs, including pages, galleries, blogs, commerce, calendars, and more. I actually have new writers who are trying to get into games media ask me all the time how to get their writing out there, and I highly recommend starting a portfolio that includes everything you've written. Even if it wasn't published elsewhere, throw it on your fancy Squarespace site and link it to all your social channels, and you're already 10 steps ahead of most other new writers who kind of just throw stuff on Twitter or don't advertise their writing at all, and then they're like, but how does nobody know I'm a writer? you got to put yourself out there, so Squarespace is a great way to do that. If you want to go even bigger, maybe uh, you're writing, you, you want to amass a team, uh, a new feature on Squarespace is that you can have multiple contributors on one site with a site manager. So mm-hmm. basically you can have lots of people writing all at once and you can organize who has what permissions. Plus simultaneous posting to automatically post anything written by anyone to Twitter, Facebook, or Tumblr, etc. So if you want to jump in and start your own Squarespace for this reason or, you know, any other reason that you might want a website, because it is very versatile, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com dude to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain that is squarespace.com slash dude. Thank you, Squarespace. Ooh, Thank you, Squarespace. I just lost the uh, Wi-Fi for some reason. Goodness. 
Right as the ad read ended. I absorbed hmm. it all trying to be Gamer on the Street. <laughs> yeah, how is Gamer on the Street going? Uh, people are talking about Edge, the browser, about how uh, in a hardware acceleration of video. I think people are trying to troubleshoot the, the Rooster Teeth video player. Oh. So Excellent. Gamer on the Street. I've heard in. Edge is good these days. Yeah, mm, I don't have a problem It's gotten with better. It. Love a good Edge. Also, only because <laughs> Chrome has gotten... So very bloated. Ah, uh, whatever. I that, guess so. That's what RAM's for. Everybody likes to hand ring when they look at their task manager. Where's Chrome get all that gotta, RAM? What else is it for? That's what it's for. RAM is there to be used. Jeez, it's not like your desk. It's true. It's not like somebody came along and threw trash all over your desk. You can't even see it. Also, I gotta buy that $6,000 Mac so I can get yeah. 128 gigs of RAM or whatever. Does a $600, $6,000 Mac? <laughs> well, I mean, do you want the $6,000 flat screen with stand or not? You want to hold that monitor? Wait, isn't it like a nine hundred dollar stand? It's a nine. It's a one thousand dollar. It's a thousand dollar stand. Whatever they. I mean, can I buy it at my town square or whatever the fuck <laughs> they call them now? It's a oh, corporations. It's viable to roll your eyes at it, but I'm pretty sure that's intended to be like an editor's machine, mm-hmm. somebody that's working on Paramount video movies or whatever. This isn't for your vlog. Yeah, yeah. but even then, it's like. Are you editing no, this stuff absurd. raw? Like you can do it offline. It's yeah, you can. I mean, we say that, but then sometimes I'll like go screen a video here, and the editor's PC will crash, and you have to like close it up in Premiere. Like yeah, we I have pretty so. good stuff. Like Premiere is pretty. A tech eats a lot of RAM. Twenty nineteen ain't the best. Yeah, Adobe. That shit is crashing like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Twenty eighteen was rock solid though. That was a good year. People yeah. I feel like pretty switching. often I'll have to like pause, unpause a video just to get it to play. It's like similar it's, to yeah, Chrome people jumping because of other, you know, people going back to Firefox or going to Edge because it's like, Chrome's killing my computer. Like, um, seeing people go to Affinity, Affinity Mm. now, because like, uh, what is it? Uh, Photoshop and Illustrator is getting kind of bloated. Yeah. So there's these like smaller apps. It's only like 15 bucks. You pay for it once and it's done. So like, I use it on the iPad. It's actually pretty nice. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Other people can do it. Adobe do. Neat. I'm very bad at Photoshop. Do not have the skills because I never learned, but I use Pixlr, which is browser based and does enough. Hmm. But I'm also just really bad at it. I've been saying this for months, um, maybe years even now, but now that um, we have a little bit of like conference space now, um, I was talking to Omar about this yesterday. I'm like, we need to schedule time. Maybe it's once a week or something like that. That I sit the interns down and I have like a display monitor. I think I did it one time, but it's like, I'm doing, whenever I have any free time here, I'm doing thumbnails or something either for IG Daily. I would love to learn how you do them. Sit in on one of those. I would 100% do that yeah, because that's I'm, such a useful skill, especially the amount that we need it here. And then I have to be like, I don't know how to do this. I can yeah. do it, but I don't think that I could do it to the right quality Yeah, is the issue. I'm like, I don't want to just like hand in something that it's like, Alana, why is this the wrong aspect ratio? I'd be like, ah. Oh yeah, no. That I mean, I honestly, I took a eight hour crash course on Illustrator because I didn't know the basics of it. Yeah. I knew how to use it, but I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And it's like, you need that base foundation of like, I have a question. How do I make uh, something this size? Or like, why is the quality bad? I'm like, well, the DPI is low. I'm like, what's DPI? It means stop per inch. what I would also do. And you went, oh, just yeah. said 300, you're good to go. <laughs> if you're doing a big It's image. all very useful stuff. It's all good things. But mm-hmm. I'm not a professional. And I say that because I didn't mm-hmm. go to school for this stuff. True. I don't know. Well, but you get paid for it. So technically you are a professional. Yeah, I am, I've, I've been self-taught it's since high job. school. So since 2000 and. You are an uneducated professional. Something like that. Like, like Jess went to school for these things. She's oh, actually really? good at it. Yeah, I can't, yeah. can't do it. Yeah. The only problem I'm having it. right now is uh, I'll try some, a lot of those actions and mm-hmm. I'll get like, it'll get like two thirds of the way through and then it'll just bonk and say like, can't do a thing because something's not selected. Like, yeah, those are a little wacky. So I, I've recently discovered Photoshop actions, which you can just buy online mm. now. People make like really cool like. Yeah, one of my uh, cosplay photographer friends, Martin, sells packs that yep. are for specific things he does. Yeah, it's cool. Like if you want to do a, like I have a GTA 5 like filter mm. one mm. and it's 
you could do it yourself. It's not hard. But also you can buy an action from someone for five bucks. And I go, you know what, bud? Worth it. And all you, you got to do, it it's literally a two-layer project. So you have a background layer, then you have your paint layer, and you just like trace the part that you want the image to like trace and do mm-hmm. the thing. And you just run this action, and it's you feel kind of like a hacker. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you hit play, it and it blinks up a bunch of windows and stuff. Because it's just a recorded set of instructions in Photoshop that you can export and then import. That's right. You can like, like I, I used to do this way back in the day when it came to like resizing images for blogs. Is mm. yeah, you just hit record, you do actions in Photoshop, it records the history, and then you hit stop, and you can save that as its own thing, and then just hit play, and it'll just do the same thing with whatever's on screen. It's cool. I use yeah. it for save as PNG. F two uh-huh. boink done. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know oh. that. Yeah, there's you can just. I just did export huh. as PNG. Have you seen this thing? Okay, this is Photoshop chat now. Sure, <laughs> it's still cyberpunky. It's fine. The most latest Photoshop <laughs> cannot overwrite files, and I don't know why. Can't overwrite. It, it a keeps file. saying it doesn't have permission to write. That might be your system. Yeah, it's not. It's fundamentally not. Okay, huh. I've overwritten files only Weird. only because uh, for some reason my computer crashes once a week. Cool. I don't know why. That's I good. It, I put it sleep. I'm guessing someone unplugs something or the power just goes yeah. out. I don't know. And so Photoshop is smart enough that it'll do a recovery file, and so yeah, it'll just it'll, it'll take your file and say the name of it dash recovered. Well, that may be Windows updates trying to run. Oh yeah, maybe. Mm. But it shouldn't like be. That. It shouldn't be off. But regardless, I always have to go back, delete, recovered, and then save, and then it overwrites the file. So, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's Adobe. Just keep making new files. <laughs> Delete the old ones. That's I mean, I that's what do. I resorted to doing, just putting a number on the end. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. And especially since, like, it just started doing that out of nowhere. So I don't yeah, know. that sucks. Maybe you're not an admin. Maybe not. No. <laughs> on my own Your machine. Own machine. Run malware by it's super no, I'm, promise. I'm a super hacker. <laughs> I, I always have free access. Uh, do we do we have any closing thoughts about uh, Cyberpunk? Anything anyone else wanted to I just wanted to say it looks goddamn beautiful, and I can't wait for it to be out. We uh, all feel very positive. Gameplay's coming it. out. Uh, was Pax, it? Pax, Pax, yeah. September? Yep. End, of, end of August, around September. That's when you guys will be able to see what we saw. I don't know how much of that will change. Um, apparently, change fundamentally last time. I guess it sounded like we all had slightly different demos, but that's yeah, because they were live gameplays. Like it was someone yeah, sitting I, in the I room I heard people debating it. that again, and it yeah. absolutely was a live demo. Oh, yeah. It was, no, I, mean, I saw the guy. They did it last year as well. I was sitting next to Are you sure it was real? I'm positive it was real. But even if it wasn't, but what's the next what's the next step like what does that matter just if someone wants to feel smart I guess I oh yeah yeah like, I wasn't fooled mm. who cares I, I mean yeah it could have been a pre-recorded a, a subscriber or whatever the fuck like, you're CD off project the project isn't a new dev they've done this before <laughs> yeah. yeah so they do we, indeed make video games well, yeah we don't have to be <laughs> suspicious <laughs> yeah I also Witcher 3 which is fucking ridiculous yeah, so. uh, yeah. I don't know I, I also went to, I was in the you were in the second to last one I was in the very last screening of the day and they were a little tired and delirious mm-hmm. and making jokes and like the guy would say something and the guy playing the gameplay would like nod his head no and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> that's cute. They didn't like, do that in mind. Yeah. I'm like, if that was pre-planned, that's more work. That's cute. Than doing it live. The guy so. fell asleep in my demo. So I guess like I was <laughs> sitting on the right hand side and the wall that they had is really just like a carpeted thing. So like yeah. if you were to lean against it, it would like push in mm. and I could tell this dude was asleep. But then I guess at there? some point he like really smacked in and it made this huge crack and then he woke <laughs> up and he walked out of the room oh, <laughs> and no. everyone was like shame oh, I mean they're it was like 11 a.m. <laughs> I know and they're jet lagged and they've been probably killing themselves making this I game. don't think he was a CDPR he was oh, he was like a just press a, an E3 attendee yeah. oh well never mind <laughs> like, wake up Bruce and I were, we tell the story all the time, but like we were falling asleep during the Witcher 3 demo Gamescom because at, I Gamescom felt is fucking hot well, it was a dark room it was hot we're mm. sitting in the back and Witcher, the demo wasn't anything to like write home about. It was just a lot of like walk. It was beautiful, gorgeous. But then it's also like quiet and serene. So we're like, oh, it's just like we fell on each other's shoulders and fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we fell asleep in a, uh, was it Chris Roberts talking about Star Citizen? 
because there was nothing to show. And he was oh, like, yeah. he's like, so here's an airplane hangar. Bruce something can be awesome, but right. you can still accidentally fall like, asleep cool. when you're jet lagged. It happens. Cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, no. Except when it's cyberpunk, you fake nerd. Yeah. I was, That's I, what I told I him. Was, I, him. I was really Drag tired him. during that whole thing. Same. And I, because same thing, hot room, dark. And you're just like, it's like being a theater. It was the last day of E3. Yeah. And like, I was just like, power through, power through. Yeah. And I was leaning forward to be like, no, no. But it's I, at the end of the day, it was so interesting and so cool. And it, yeah, it's a game that I can't wait to just play like nonstop. Yeah. So I want to absorb into it, transcend. Very I'm, positive closing thoughts. I'm April 2020. I'm worried that it's going to be like like all the all the germs trying to cram through the door in The Simpsons. We're all going to request time off then. And it's going to be a melee. Omar, you better get or, ready to make some hard decisions. Or buddy. what we'll do is 24 hour live stream. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We will That's find fine. reasons for all of it, but we'll make it Would a multi-cam. Okay with watching, though, because... We'll make uh, it a multi-cam, even though we're all playing different games, but you can swap between who's at what part in the story God. so That's that like, we have an excuse to all play Cyberpunk. That's actually not bad, because if we all roll different characters, I think it, be it tests out... We'll doing totally the, different stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's happening, Omo. We really, really appreciate that. We're going to yeah. do that April 2020. That's a really good idea, actually. Going to be great. Going to be Fuck, great. that's a good idea. Excellent. Mm. Glad <laughs> we made it happen. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about the Outer Worlds real quick before yeah. we Oh, yeah. Before we close Not out. Outer Wilds. No. Different thing. Which both I am very so into games. right now. Holy crap. Fantastic game. Yeah. Um, uh, Outer Worlds yes. is the Obsidian game, which is... Uh, I didn't love the trailer they showed at the start of the Xbox conference, but then seeing gameplay, I was like, oh, excellent. It's New Vegas in space is what it is. Love 100%. It. Like, back to front. It was like not even pretending to not be New Vegas in space. It was so that that I was very very happy about it it looks awesome uh, it's really cheeky it has a lot of that obsidian humor that's really cool and this you know, is what this little boy is from yeah sorry audio listeners but there's a cute little plushy angry very man cute. all the, like the dialogue thing? trees and uh, the mission that they show us in that demo was basically uh, you're trying to infiltrate a building to, to maybe kill someone for someone else but you could also choose to side with him when you meet him or not so kind cool. of similar to cyberpunk and you're picking sides but you know if you have a certain skill you can go through the tunnels if you don't you could go through the front door and like hack robots to uh, get them to let you through etc hmm. um, so it seemed like there was a lot of choice there but it mostly just I just want to reiterate it's New Vegas and people love yeah. New Vegas so it's I that. guess when you say New Vegas so you mean like choice I think that's what most... No, the, the attitude, mm-hmm. okay. the characters, like the way the dialogue works. I think in, like in independent factions all vying for each yeah. other too. There's a lot of... It's kind of like a cheekier cyberpunk in the way that corporations Happier dominate almost. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I really like the look at the, the And even the animals. The yeah. Like the way they all look and the way that they like integrate with each other and... It just, it's just so Fallout. Yeah. But specifically New well, so I, Well, they made Fallout. Exactly. Back when yeah. they were Black Isle. I mean, that, that's where made it comes Fallout. from. Well, yeah, and then... They made New Vegas after Bethesda picked it up and did Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. And then a lot, of people, a lot of people's favorite. A lot of people regard Vegas as the best one. I'm only saying because typically when people go, New Vegas was the last good Fallout because of the sheer amount of choices that there were mm-hmm. and like the different factions vying for each other and like how it all, I wouldn't say seamlessly worked together because at one part, well, at one part, the uh, was it the NCR, New California Republic, or whatever, I had pissed them off. I didn't know how or why. And they just shot at me for no reason. I'm yeah. like, well, that's fine. That happens. And then I remember using a sniper scope and zooming at something really far away and it crashed the game. It Listen, it's still a Fallout game, okay? Sure. I There's mean, still some mess there. I imagine it's going to be a little buggy, but... Probably. I, Yeah, I think after Fallout 4, and especially after 76, people are realizing that it's like, game kind of become a bit more linear. Well, Fallout yeah, 4 I is mean, not even an RPG. It's really. it's barely Borderlands. Yeah. I mean, um, I love Fallout 3. I really love Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. I, I will still defend that, but 4, didn't care for it at all. I tried. Yeah. I mean, at least good on them for going back and patching it in where... The base it, building stuff was fun. Oh, yeah, I like the base building. I actually ended up doing that more than playing the game. Same. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I want to make this really cool. I, I made a really 
cool like garage thing where you put all your armor and stuff. It was it's like, rad. Yeah, it was pretty rad. But Outer Outer Worlds looks good. Yeah, looks awesome. I, I feel like I don't even need to elaborate on that. It's just very cute, very obsidian. Um, Did anyone get to play Twelve Minutes? No, uh, I don't think just, it was just the demo. Playable. I'm curious what that game looks like from a gameplay. If you actually play it. That, that yeah. one caught my interest. That and Deathloop so. both do similar things. Yeah. Uh, I did get to play Doom as well, which uh, is basically like Doom 2016, but on crack. Yes. It's just like so intense and there's mm. so much to do. It was my favorite game that I actually got hands-on time with at E3. It was so much fun and just didn't stop being fun. I think it was like a 45-minute demo. I'm just like the whole time I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, like flashing colors. Like, like a just, rocket pack now and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you shoot flames and based on like the thing that you choose, like you can shoot flames at people or pull out your uh, chainsaw or, or shoot or hit someone and that will all give you basically like ammo or health or whatever. It, like you basically what attack you use will give you whatever thing that you're after and that just means that as I was playing, I was constantly changing, and obviously you still have a weapon wheel as well. So mm. it just feels like there's constant variety, and also in traversal now as well, uh, you can minorly platform. There's like so an there's air dash ability, Double right? boost, yeah. You can so, like swing on bars and yeah. things? What? You can swing yeah. on a bar and then like double jump and then double dash in the air. Uh, so getting around is just way more freeform. And you can also just like fly over enemies if you don't want to. When they showed that demo, was it last year, and you had the shotgun hook? And it's yeah. just basically in the air the entire fight. I'm like, yeah, that was what has PC this demo. become? Like, so cool. It's madness. I mean, it's kind of turning more into Quake, which a little. I'm okay with. Yeah. There's no like flutter or anything like Quake, but it it, it totally does feel quakey. It was just ridiculous and awesome. Um, Is the music awesome? Yeah. Because it's Mick Gordon again. Music was so. very, very good. Yeah. yeah. Is that coming what? out this year? That, October. Yeah. yeah, October. One thing that, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but in, the, in one of the demos, Doom Slayer was like grunting a lot. Whenever he got hit, he would make these weird little. Ugh. And I, I was didn't like, notice "What that. is that? Huh. Yeah. Maybe that was just something for that one demo." Then it could have happened, and I just didn't notice it. But no, I don't remember. Want him to be that quiet, happened. serene, yeah, and angry. You master chief, don't say a word. Fucking pissed. <laughs> I mean, you got to play Halo Reach Slayer. on PC. How was that? Yeah, holy crap. Um, that was weird. We did the uh, we did the Xbox booth tour, the little like showcase thing. We tried out X Cloud, which is working. It was so weird. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, they had Halo Reach on PC and. Looks great. Uh, controlled a little funky only because it's this pre-alpha thing that they're doing where they're like, uh, you can change your settings before you play the game, but it, you can't change it during the game. <laughs> so oh. they're like, like, figure out your mouse sensitivity now. But and how do you know? I That was sort of the hard part. Huh. So I set my sensitivity probably too low. Mm. Um, Classic Adam. Yeah, I don't I that, that was the thing I forgot about Reach. They overwhelm you with enemies. That was when they, they, up, they upgraded their tech and reach to just do like so many enemies in one area. It's so cool. Um, I guess it, so. It just it feels a bit more brutal. The whole game is you know more desaturated and it has this so, sort of like impending doom feeling in the game. And I was like, I miss this. I miss this game. It, it sort of came as like oh here's a little bonus game before we leave. But it was it was honestly one I of the best reach. ones. It's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have such a positive memory of that game. Yeah, and I'm too. like. Yeah, it it being the first is also just really cool. Get picking up the kneeler rifle again, I was like, oh yeah, there's a there's a rifle. That if you shoot them enough times in the head, they explode. So it felt good on PC. Felt great. Yeah, awesome. looked good. It looked really good too. It's aged really well. It, yeah. it's almost a ten year old game, and it's it looks great. Sweet. So, yeah, I think that's gonna be like ten bucks or whatever, like Master Chief Collection. Yeah, because they don't know right. how much everything's gonna cost yet. I don't. Well, think. it's gonna be on Game Pass, right? Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Oh, interesting. I'm sure they're shoving everyone to Game Pass as opposed to charging all a card for any of that. The Game Pass stuff's. It's looking cool. It's, but I saw that they're going to be taking games off of it. 
Yeah, they've already been doing that. Yeah, it I rotates was, in I, and out. It's like Netflix. I was unaware of it, but then I guess the trick the trick there is if Netflix is like, hey, we're taking this movie down, they don't give you the, the chance to buy it. Right. Yeah. So, so on, that, on Game Pass, they'll give you a warning if a game's about to leave. They actually have a whole category of like about to leave Game mm-hmm. Pass. But if you have Game Pass, then they give you a discount on buying it. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole grift, really. So yeah, they get you into a game, they take it off Game Pass. It, it yeah. feels scummy, but at the same time, if you're enjoying the game, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it's the best way to play a lot of games. I still and think you, it's a fantastic service. It, it's no. it's a great idea. Um, I just wonder how that's going to shake out, kind of like movies and TV now, with Ubisoft launching their own service. Mm-hmm. Every publisher is going to want to do it too. So how's something yeah, like Game EA's Pass going to work? Because they're yeah. all going to pull their stuff from Game Pass or Microsoft's going to have to make it worth their while. Maybe that's why they did all those studio acquisitions. Makes sense. Yeah, they, they got to have they got to have something to salt the earth. Um, but yeah, we we noticed that um, Split Second was on Game Pass. Cool. So James and I downloaded it and we we're trying to get into a lobby together. And we're like, there's no way the servers are up. There's no freaking way. It has an old version, an emulated version of Xbox Live. No so way. the old dashboard comes up. Yeah. And I had to go there and add James have you not done as a friend. Backwards and, compatibility stuff? Well, well not online. But, no, no, I no. haven't either. So like backwards compatibility, it always launches like with the Xbox 360 or whatever. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't been through the menu. The, the interface is yeah, that you have old. to hit start and back at the same time. Oh, oh, that's how you do it. Okay, okay. That, bring, that brings up the old guy. Oh, okay. We're hmm. trying to figure that out. But it was what, like it, it was, plays the Xbox 360 logo, like the little swooshy thing, mm-hmm. but it does it in like 4K. If mm-hmm. you're playing on a One X, it's so weird. Yeah, it is. And really if you weird. play an Xbox BC, uh-huh. it shows like the reactor xbox core firing up but it's that. also in 4k oh, yeah. I remember it's that. so strange it is really strange it's, it's it makes like, it just me retingles every time so good though <laughs> yeah. so good but it, it was nuts that we're like wow split second play. plays and we got online online ah, that's awesome and we were playing next to each other i was like oh my god we're playing a, a was game. it just the two of you yeah yeah i think james <laughs> wants to do a series on it and i'm like i don't know hell what, yeah i don't know what kind of series we're gonna get out of a racing who game. cares i love split second though like yeah that is the best controlling racing game i think i've ever played so i was like all right I, I remember playing that when it came out. I was like, man, what a missed opportunity. Split Second's great. I know, but then Disney fucking yeah. can the studio. No, like, Split Second basically killed Disney Interactive entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, like, that and Burnout Takedown were my two favorite, like, racing games of all time. Split and maybe Horizon's so good. And Need for Speed Underground. Underground is also amazing. Great soundtrack. I mean, but I also love, like, Midtown Madness and Project Gotham Racing. Yeah, those yeah. Are classics. I, I like games where they encourage you to hold down the gas the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. People and don't then, like breaking. I no. think Forza Horizon like four, three and four are fantastic. Four I need to play. They're, they're, they're more they're arcade, really right? good games. Yeah. yeah. The, whereas like Motorsport hasn't actually really yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Horizon is the arcade one. Yeah. yeah. They're very good. Motorsport's the boring one. Anyway, that was. Uh, but yeah. That was that, Halo Reach. That was yeah. And I guess sort of my <laughs> Xbox life uh, or yeah. my my show. Did you guys oh. play Gears Five Escape? James and Bruce did, I think, and they said they were very confused. Oh. I guess yeah. I was a little confused too at first, but it's it's basically like Left 4 Dead mixed with Call of Duty Zombies and is also cool. Okay. Is my hot take. Well, it's cool. My it's understanding is the take. operative mechanic is that there's there's something forcing you to move forward all the time. So like Gears is very much a sit behind this wall and shoot things until they're dead and then uh, you hear the guitar riff and then you can move? It's mostly just a timer. Really? Yeah. You're okay. trying to get out as fast as you can. Okay. There's uh, also that gas cloud that's chasing you. That, yeah, I thought there was oh, some kind of like If there is, wall. I never even saw it. No, I mean, I guess you were too good. Ga- gamer skill too, too turnt. <laughs> we did it in 12 minutes it wasn't that good but oh, okay. I refuse to dab I have not once done it and I will not <laughs> uh, also played Link's Awakening which I don't have that much to say about other than it's fucking adorable it's so and it made me really happy Battletoads which there's no way we're not doing 100 gameplays of that because it's also it's very good. hard very good dumb fun okay. it's Battletoads did you finish the demo? no <laughs> so tried so it's stupid hard. It's like classic Battletoads. Like it's really yeah. hard. It's got a turbo tunnel. I think it's just as and hard. That's rough. what fucked us up. Man. Of course. 
when we were, when we were playing it during the drunky three stream, I was just like, this is just as hard as I remember mm-hmm. it, if not harder. Because yeah, the I've new version is just that. Arthritis just it doesn't yep. help. Some of the combat mechanics in the new battle sets have me confused. Yeah, there's but. some things that like I would summon something, but I wouldn't really know what it was hitting. Mm. But none, none of the enemies were hard enough that that caused me no, any problems. The, it was really just the beat 'em up section of that demo was pretty straightforward. Yeah. But. There's like a devil may cry kind of yank mechanic. You use your tongue to yank yeah. enemies around, <laughs> but you can do that to, to an enemy that's getting comboed by somebody else. So there's kind of a I'm gonna fuck with you aspect, and then they can just yank it back. So then mm-hmm. you're just like tonguing a dude back and forth. It's Who, very strange. Who's nice. making it? Reminds me of my weekends. Uh, <laughs> I think Rare is working on it. I don't think so. No, it's I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not? another studio, but I could be wrong. I, I got the distinction that it was being made by the uh, Battle Block guys or the uh, what's their name uh, Newgrounds. Uh, that was my hope. I was like, mm. oh cool, like. Castle Crasher dudes making a battle. Don't think it says Microsoft no. and Rare have announced a new title. Yeah, okay. there is. That's why there I is thought, a studio. I think Rare is is maybe collaborating on it because okay. they were the ones who gave me the demo. Um, it got my hopes up. And a T-shirt. Thanks for the Battletoads T-shirt. Really oh, you got a shirt. That. Dang, they it's ran out. I was, it's because I was cold. Yeah, oh. I was like, oh god, it was we did, so cold back then. We did play that Ninja Theory game. We did play that oh, game. Bleeding Edge. Yeah, Bleeding Edge, yeah. Uh, I had fun with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it having much staying power. I don't know that I do either. Yeah, I mean, we get to play the technical alpha or whatever beta soon. It was like Overwatch, but goofier and also uh, more melee focused. Melee, yeah. I mean, there there are shooter characters, but they also have the the, they have the surfboard mechanic from Unreal 2004. I like that. I don't. It's more of a. Cool with it. I mean, that was to me that was more of a MOBA crossover because mounting and unmounting is a thing. Yeah. Intrigue and in Dota. It just make you move faster. Yeah. And like the fact that it's melee focused is also like a MOBA, and it's you're it's, right. Yeah. It was, it was more. It MOBA is. Focused. There are lanes. I guess I just don't really yeah. play MOBAs. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the mode that we played, you have to like capture and hold three points that turn on and off. Yeah. And there were like trains that went through the map. So the trains got me so many times. Yeah. There's a lot of like it's interesting. You have to be very situationally aware, which I actually appreciated. But it was all about like, uh, yeah, it was all about cooldowns and abilities and yep. when you use them and how you use them in tandem yeah. with your teammates and very like communication focused and role focused. I played a healer and I was. I did too, I think. Yeah. Oh no, I played nobody ninja. else in my team I wanted to play. Guy. Oh okay. Uh, Dev was playing a healer for us. I went yeah. very handy. I went tank, but it was like it was almost like a battle tank. So I was like, it's sort of like how you play Roadhog, where you're like, uh, like you're a tank, but you do a shitload of damage. Yeah, you can still yeah. kill everything. Yeah, you can just kind of one shot most people. Yeah. If you do it right. Yeah, I played uh, the, the guy with the sword who I would guess is just a, sort of an attack. I don't really know what he was. He was DPS, I would guess so. like I would guess ambusher. DPS. Like you're you're a ganker. But really jungler quick. if they if jungler. You, yeah. I just I don't know. There it didn't nothing I like Ninja Theory a lot, and this is like one of the first games where I went like, well, I'm not exactly blown away by this. No, I suspect okay. it was them trying to make something quickly. I'm sure they still put a ton of effort in, and it looks very cool, and I feel like they made distinct style choices, and I liked all the characters. Yeah, um, I'll give them that. I mean, yeah. they always their stuff's always oozing with style. Yeah, like, my guess is just that this was a, let's have something to show mm-hmm. while they're making something else, maybe? That's what I thought, but after too. playing it, I, I got a different impression. It does feel really good. Yeah, it's not like they didn't put effort in. Oh I'm yeah, no, no, it, it just suggesting that. I don't know. It, it's weird. Like it's just a weird game for them to make. The first time we played Overwatch, I, I was still a little like, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I knew I wanted more. This one, I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I don't know if I want to keep playing this. It's and maybe weird. that's because of the saturation of games like that, though. Possibly. Like Overwatch yeah, you kind of have to just dedicate yourself to one game. Yeah. It's like you can't really tough. sell me on another battle royale at this point. I'm like, no, I, I'm good with Apex. Thank you. I yeah. think it's yeah, I think it's it's for a different audience. It's going to be on Game Pass, which yeah. means for a select group of people, it's going to be available to play day and date. Um, and if they're looking for a competitive multiplayer game that's very mechanic focused, yeah, there there I feel like there is an audience there, and we're probably not it. Yeah, we probably that. will play it though. 
So that'll be fun. Most likely. Yeah. Getting our asses kicked online. Because it, it's probably going to have that MOBA thing too where if there's a team and they work really well together and they know how to synchronize with their abilities, you're just going to get blasted and I have no idea I look forward to why. seeing that though. Yeah. I want to I know what the competitive It doesn't feel good. Turns out like. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've tried to play enough MOBAs that when you go up against people who just who just wombo combo you, it's it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, and then your team turns on you and it's just all awful. Well, so. I'm really bad at Overwatch so that was my whole life playing that game really. Fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible at it. Always have been. I still play it once in a while. Some games that I'm just not good at, and then some that I am. Like I don't. I never really know until I play it. Like we played Battalion this week, and I'm fucking terrible at it. And I was like, I've never been good at COD. Don't know I, why. I was, can't do it. I was so happy playing that game. You were very good at it. Dude. But see, I was always really good at Rainbow Six. Hmm. Like I was oh, yeah. really good at Rainbow Six Vegas. Terrible at COD. Dude, snipers that kill you in one hit, like with a mouse and keyboard. Oh, it's yeah. it's unfair. And then when every <laughs> other character is a bot too. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, bang, bang, yeah, yeah. Bang, but bang, but bang, my my. Uh, KTD was always in the negative, and you were always on the top. And I'm just like, I just not my game. I my reflexes. Aren't I good don't enough. know what it is. Sometimes a game just speaks to me. It's so weird. Because like like today we're playing. I won't say. I don't want to spoil what we're <laughs> currently doing gameplay series on. But it's a first person shooter on PlayStation Two. And God damn it, I hate aiming with a controller. Yeah. I was just like, God, unless it's Call of Duty, it's near impossible. And even then, it's I think it's not better on like. Gears of War, I'd prefer it. Sure. Uh, Something that snaps for you. Halo, because I'm used to it. Even then, I'm really looking forward to Master Chief Collection At this point, I PC. kind of am too, actually. Yeah. But I I think, like, I, I'm comfortable enough with Halo on console that it's fine with me. I think if my life was just on console, I could get used to it, because I did play a lot of Halo, yeah, and like you get kind of used to I it. Tried, right. I just finished Titanfall 2 in January, mm -hmm. and um, I tried on console, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, Doom's the same. Like, I, yeah. I'm, oh, Doom with I'm a good. mouse is fantastic yeah yeah anyway sorry anyway, we, don't, we don't need to have that we are out of time i did bat. just also want to really quickly mention that uh <laughs> yeah good timing omar uh i played final fantasy 7 yeah, yeah also very good i've heard multiple people say it was good yeah oh. it looks great and it's kind of an interesting mashup of final fantasy 7 final fantasy 15 and final fantasy 13 in a way that you'll still feel the nostalgia and they still made it feel like 7 in a lot of ways, but it's modernized in a really smart way that it doesn't take away from your nostalgia, but it doesn't feel like a completely old game. So I think they they mixed it really well. Gotcha. Uh, real quick, I heard Sony was at E3, but they were like secretly showing they stuff. They did have people at E3, but not many. Okay. So no one saw Ghost of Tsushima, I know that much. Gotcha. Um, there were like three people at E3. I don't know that anyone actually saw games. I think that they just had meetings. Hmm. That sounds right. No one's That's seen always... Lost of Us. No one's seen Ghost of Tsushima. Interesting. If anything, I would guess it's Death Stranding. But I can't confirm. Gotcha. Okay. Well then. We'll find out next time. Maybe. I have one more ad read that I have to do <laughs> before I'm allowed to let you go. <laughs> uh, upstart. Uh, most of us have found out the hard way. That getting into debt is very easy and getting out of debt is very hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's upstart.com, the revelation revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt, which is honestly something that I would have found really handy. Not that I've ever had debt, but Upstart can do a lot for getting people who don't have a credit rating at all uh, sort of into having a credit rating because when you move from another country, you don't have a credit rating and it was really hard for me to even rent in the beginning. So knowing about something like this would be really handy, um, handy for anyone who, who's worried about their credit. Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history as well in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. And the best part, once the loan is approved, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day, that's dope. 
Uh, over 200,000 people have used Ops Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their wedding, or make a large purchase. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash dude to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash dude. Hurry to upstart.com slash dude to find out how low your Upstart rate is. And that is it for this week's episode of Dude Soup, everyone. Uh, we got through a fair amount of video games with some other stuff that we didn't get to talk about, but you know, tweet at us or whatever, yeah. and we'll tell you what Played we Fall Guys. That is mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's basically like Takashi's Castle cross Genghis. Oh, sweet. Cool. So you play, it matches you with 100 other people, and they throw you <laughs> into these wacky mini-games. Oh, I love that. Each one like cuts about 50 people out. And then it goes through three rounds of like just stupid mini games of giant boulders and stuff. Cool. Like that. Mm. The yeah. one game I really wanted to play that I didn't get to was Man of Medan, I think it's called, or Medan, mm. uh, which is the new Supermassive game. Oh. Oh, oh, I didn't know they had something. Yeah, the, from, already from the Until mm. Dawn guys. Is it, that's not super massive. Well, is it? I thought that was super massive. Uh, quick shout out. I think to, I'm saying the right thing, but I'm getting confused. Games that came with out the... recently, but uh, Katana Zero is amazing. If you Excellent. get a chance to play that, and uh, Hades. Mm. Holy crap! That's what I'm getting confused with. What that's what's that studio? That's super, super giant. giant. That's yeah. what I was confused yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. It was like Even super still. massive is Until Dawn and Man of Medan and Man of Men or Medan is no. like the first spin-off of a series of like episodic type things hmm. they're yeah. making and that sounded really cool. So but yeah, I'm finding off a lot of like uh, experimental development lately. I love it. The early access with Hades and the episodic there. Yeah. yeah, Hades fucking rules though. Yeah. It is I, I typically don't like roguelikes, but this is like the best roguelike I've ever played. Where it's beautiful too. It's Unreal exclusive. It might yeah, be it it's yeah. Epic Store exclusive, yeah. They yeah. I saw they had it on sale, so I was like, oh I'll buy it. I like uh, I don't really typically like buying early access games, but like the fact that you keep dying in the game, but it's mm. progressing the story because that's part of the story yeah. that you do keep dying, so they know you're going to keep dying. Yeah. It's like, this is smart. This Seems is like Death Stranding is going to try and do that. Oh, interesting. The, the death is a mechanic type thing. Yeah, which I like. I like it. I don't know. I, I always forget Supergiant makes amazing games. So yeah, Bastion, Transistor, uh, Transistor, so good. Pyre. I loved Pyre actually. That one yeah. I feel like was less popular. But sorry. So have you played Transistor? Mm -hmm. I haven't finished it. Fucking great game. It's I, one of my favorite games ever. Made. Oh really? I, I need someone to sit down with me and explain how the the specking works because I fucked that up so bad. Oh well, you have. To, I reviewed that game, so I had to get through it. But I know, like my first five hours, I was like, yeah. The, the UI is so confusing. Yeah. I was like, I'm having a hard time. It definitely this. took me a long time. You can also yeah. spec really poorly. Yeah. Like, but it's on Switch now, so I was like, well, I should play it again. Is new game plus on that game is amazing because you keep yeah. all your shit from the first run and then yeah. you just get yeah. even stronger for the second run. It's Such a good game. game. Yeah, I think God, they make good games. Yeah, and they always have that sort of same but different art style. I don't know. And Ever the narration since Bastion. and yeah. yeah, I never finished Bastion actually. I got really close. And I heard good stuff about Pyre. So yeah, Pyre is really good. But uh, also yeah. Katana Zero is like Pyre's weird. I think Katana Zero is the be like my favorite game of the year so far. Oh wow, Jeez. it's so yeah, we good. Yeah, we did a we did a gameplay of it when uh, everyone was out shooting Fire Arizona Circle. It was like yeah. me and Jacob and I don't remember who else was in that gameplay, but it was good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Game is great, super fun, and very good Switch game. Yes, that's what that's what, that's I, got what I got on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes like, sense. It's a perfect like airplane game. I was like, cool. absolutely, yeah, it's yeah. super cool. Anyway, sorry. Want to throw those out there. All right. That is it for this week's Dude Soup. We will see you all next week. My arms are dead. <laughs> <laughs>